What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast. Got a live show tonight. Of course, I'm joined by Jake Thomas. Uh, hit my mic stand there. Uh, Hello. Jake, how's it going, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. It's uh, Friday night. Uh, got to the weekend. Uh, been a long week, but we are here. And uh, man, I'm excited uh, to be back talking with you. And and I uh, got a real good show for you guys tonight. Yeah, uh, of course, we're live. So we're going to allow some people to, to jump in, uh, make sure people are tuning in. So uh, excited to, to do this live show to talk about Jake's five bold predictions for the SEC and also talk about Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference and uh, excited to talk about all those things. And like I said, we're just going to let everybody get into the show and make sure they're watching and before we really dive off into the conversation and yeah. uh, do need to do a little programming note here. Uh, go to go to betonline.ag for all your online sports betting. Uh, they also have a 24 casino, 24 hour casino that's always open. So, you know, if you want to play blackjack, poker, roulette, all that is available at betonline.ag. And of course, the Olympics are are going on. Uh, now the men's team is still the favorite to win the gold medal, medal in hoops. So if you want to place that bet on them, go ahead and do that at betonline.ag. And if you sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. All right, Jack, we got some people piling in. Y'all get in the comment, se- comment section. We want to help. We want y'all to help drive the show tonight in the conversation. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going over Jake's five bold predictions for the SEC for this 2021 football season. And like I said, we're also going to talk about Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference here in the near future and kind of what that means, you know, not just for the SEC, but for the Big 12 and for other conferences around yeah. the country. So excited to kind of dive into that tonight. Like I said, Leave your comments in the comment section, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will see them on our screen, so make sure you get there right now. I'm just going to send out a chat right now just so everybody knows that it's working. Uh, really excited to do this live show, and uh, hope hope y'all enjoy it. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Uh, we'll go for as long as, as the chat's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our topics, and then you know it's just kind of up to everybody else how long it goes. Uh, for whoever jumps in the comment section. So we're excited for that. Uh, and like I said, I'm just going to pop something in here real quick just so uh, everybody knows it's working. Yeah, I, I hope everybody jumps in the chat because uh, Stacey's already seen, you know, we're going to talk about it, but my bold predictions, and some of them are pretty bold, <laughs> even if I say so myself, I think. you know, Yeah, they, so. they're, they're interesting. They're going to they're gonna be some – good topics for discussion here so uh, excited to do that mm-hmm. uh if you're watching us right now uh, if you're watching this on facebook share it on facebook if you're watching us on youtube share the youtube link same thing for twitter uh we'd like to get as many people in here as possible and we certainly appreciate that uh just kind of another note here i'm going to be trying to share my screen to, so everybody can have a visual text of what jake's five bold predictions are uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not the most technically savvy, so just bear with me when we do that. Uh, <laughs> if there's anybody listening that would like to be a production intern for us when we do these shows, <laughs> that would be fantastic uh, because I'm not very smart in that area. So uh, we're going to wait just a couple more minutes. There's a few people piling in now, so we certainly appreciate that. Uh, excited to do this once again. We're going to start here in just a minute with Jake's five bold predictions for the SEC like I said, I'm fixing to share my screen. Uh, everybody keep their toes and fingers crossed while I do this. Uh, like I said, this is my first time trying this, and I am not the most technically savvy person in the world. Right, we're going to stop, start. Jake, why don't you tell everybody how your how your list works before we actually start? Like, we're going to start yeah. with number. There's five of them. We're going to start mm-hmm. with number five and kind of explain, you know, how you brought the list up and how you how you done all this. Yeah, I, when I do my five bowl predictions, um, I always start. We start at five, and I say five to one. Five being the least likely to happen, to one being most likely to happen, and that's how I get my list uh, generated. All right, so here we're fixing to pop in with Jake's number five uh, bowl prediction for the SEC football season. All right, so y'all see that there. Shane Beamer wins five games in his first year at USC and gives Clemson a scare for a half. 
All right, Jake. So uh, just kind of tell everybody about that, how you come to that kind of conclusion and, and you know, how you uh, come up with that, you know, certain scenario. Well, you know, we have talked about it, um, you know, just a few weeks ago about about South Carolina when we was doing the, the wrap up of the SEC media days. And I mean, we talked about their their schedule. I mean, eat, you know, they start out with Eastern uh, Illinois. That's a win. Eastern Carolina, win. Georgia's going to be tough. Troy, they should win. Tennessee, that could be a back and forth, but could be a win. Vandy's going to be a win. And then after that, they have A&M, Florida, Missouri, Auburn, you know, and then Clemson. So it really hinges on, to me, that um, that Kentucky game. Yeah. And and if they, you know, if if – that I think they can win five games easily if if things play out right now. To me, being a new, you know, they get Clemson at home, which is great, uh, and it being Shane, you know, Beamer's first year, there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium. I and Clemson having to find a new quarterback and running back, and they got talent, and their world's talented better than you know you you know South Carolina is for sure. But with that energy and a new coach, they're going to come out really, really fired up because Clinton's is probably going to be sitting at one or two or three, four, somewhere in there, potentially. And they're going to play hard. And they they may they may keep up with Clemson until halftime in the second half. Clemson probably run away with it. But I can see it being like maybe a 21 to 13, 21-10, 17-10 type game at halftime uh, in that game. Yeah, I think we talked about Shane Beamer and, and the South Carolina team uh, during our media days kind of recap there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we ca- we both came away real impressed with Shane Beamer at SEC media days. And mm-hmm. uh, we talked about how Will Muschamp didn't leave the, you know, the cupboard completely bare there on, on mm-hmm. at, at South Carolina. So he's got some talent there. Uh, the schedule does kind of work out in his favor, you know, right. You know, when you're kind of comparing it to, to other SEC schedules. So, uh, but you could make the argument that he has to play Georgia and Clemson, you know, two of the top, you know, probably three or four teams in the country this season. So it's not the easiest schedule, but, you know, the other non-conference games are not too tough. Right. Uh, they'll have that gimme game against Vanderbilt that, that everybody mm-hmm. has there on the on the east. So uh, I, I don't I don't really have too much to argue on that. I could see five wins there for, for Shane Beamer in his first year at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, if uh, leave us your thoughts. What do you think? What do you think about Jake's number five bold prediction for the SEC this season? Do you think Shane Beamer gets five wins in his first season or not? Just let us know there in the comment section. If you have any questions or comments, just put them there, and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, We're going to move on to number four here in just a second. Like I said, uh, number five, Shane Beamer wins five games in his first year at South Carolina, and – what did you say? Give Clemson a scare for a half or so? Yeah, just the yeah, first so, half. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to beat Clemson. They're so talented. Oh yeah, but, uh, for sure. But yeah, I I think Shane Beamer will do a pretty good job. You know, one thing they're gonna they're gonna be fundamental. I mean, he got that from yeah. his dad. So, uh, 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 so okay, we got we got some comments here before we move on. Awesome. Uh, so uh, we'll show this here. Richard Jones oh. says Shane Beamer will get six wins and beat Tennessee. I I don't really disagree with that. I yeah, Tennessee is is a dumpster fire. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Not sure what Josh Hopple can do there at Tennessee, uh, but but it's I, I that's a very good possibility. I, I like mm-hmm. that, Richard. Thank you for watching, Richard. We really appreciate that, and thank you for commenting. Uh, everybody, hop in there. Give us your give us your thoughts and your opinions on uh, Jake's uh, fifth bowl prediction, which is Shane Bremer will win five games at South Carolina his first year. Imagine – I was going to say real quick, if you imagine Beamer getting six wins his first year, how much confidence that's going to give them, you know, for the year after. Yeah, That's huge. That is is huge. huge. It is huge. So, All right, we're going to move on to number four now. Number four, Kentucky beats Florida – Loses to Georgia by a field goal and finishes second in the East. All mm-hmm. right, everybody. Uh, I mm-hmm. really want some opinions and feedback on this. 
Uh, a lot of people are high on Kentucky this year. So I don't think that's, you know, just overly – I mean, it's a bold statement saying yeah. that Kentucky would, will finish second behind Georgia over a team like Florida in the East. So, Jake, just kind of talk about what led you to make that decision uh, to put that on your bold prediction list. Uh, you know, Kentucky's biggest question mark is QB play. If they can figure that out, they've got they're going to be fundamental on defense. They're always really tough on defense. Uh, I believe they returned uh, a, a running back that's really good, really solid. So, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. So, I mean, they got talent. Uh, Florida, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I mean, I'm not really sold on – it was Emory Jones, I believe his name is. Uh, Florida's quarterback. I'm not sold on him, and they still have Todd Grantham as a def, you know defensive coordinator, which you know that that gives opposition 35 points a game right there. So you know, and and I think you know they they I when I I had it like this because Kentucky plays Florida first. I believe they can beat Florida. It's I think it's like the fourth or fifth game of the season. Then they then they play Georgia. Uh, I think the confidence and if I remember correctly, I think whenever Kentucky plays Georgia, there's a good chance they're undefeated. So I think the confidence there will give them a, a fighting chance against Georgia. And I just think, you know, Georgia probably puts a late fourth quarter rally in and uh, put, you know, actually a late drive and kick a field goal to win. But I, I really think that Kentucky can finish second this year in the East. Yeah, I, I like Kentucky this year. They got a good team, and Mark Stoops has built a really good program there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I just want to talk about – I know this is more about Kentucky, your bold prediction, but uh, you, you mentioned them beating Florida. I, I just want to kind of throw out there, Florida went – you know, everybody talks about what a great season Florida had last year, and they did. Mm -hmm. they, but, I mean, they finished eight and four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So – and, and I know the, the bowl game doesn't shouldn't really count because you know they they were missing a lot of guys. Uh, right. You know I, I get all that. So let's just say they went eight and three. I mean, if they go eight and four or nine and three in the regular season this year, don't make a trip to Atlanta. I mean, how satisfied are Florida fans with that? That's right. And, and to me, that is the most logical finish for Florida this year is mm -hmm. eight and four, nine and three at best. So I just – I'm not that sold. Not It's not because of Dan Mullen and really not even because of Emory Jones. Dan Mullen mm -hmm. can figure a quarterback out. He's a really good quarterback coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but then bringing back Todd Grantham, I mean, that is the biggest head-scratcher to me. I mean, that I just – I do not understand that. Uh, his his defense plays undisciplined. Uh, they, they can't tackle. They over pursue. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, he's over aggressive with his scheme and his his blitzes. I just I don't understand why Dan Mullen brought him back. Uh, and then when they get to media days this year, they brought two defensive players like they're some kind of superstar defensive team. So <laughs> right, I, I don't yeah. I don't know. I'm just not quite sold that Florida can be, you know take that next step. I know they got to the SEC championship game, but you know what? Oh, uh, McIlwain took him a couple times too. Yeah, exactly. So. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just uh, the the East isn't like the West, and so I, I'm just not completely sold on this Florida team. Uh, and like I said, it's really more because Todd Grantham's back for for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah. hey, make sure everybody you jump jump in the jump in the comment section. Let us know what you think about Jake's fourth bowl prediction. Uh, we're gonna kind of keep this moving along here. Uh, like I said, I'm. Not the greatest in the world at figuring out how to uh, how to get all these uh, graphics up and all this stuff. So just bear with me as I bring all those up. Like I said, if if you know anybody that wants to intern as a as in production for us, and just let me and Jake talk, and they handle all the rest, send them our way. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> so because we we definitely need all the help we can get on in that department. Absolutely. Well, I'm lucky to hook turn on a computer much less you know share all these different windows so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on to bold prediction number three for jake uh here in just a second number three bryce young will be in the heisman conversation by season's end all right alabama fans we're getting some alabama talk now mm -hmm. i know that's yeah. why you are tuned in so right. we're here now yep so jake, 
tell us a little bit about Bryce Young now. Uh, I, man, you know, a lot of people, you know, we had this conversation a few weeks ago where you went on your rant and, and your rant was very, very needed because, you know, you, like you said, you can't have both ways. Last year, people were saying, well, why is Matt Jones, in, you know, starting over, you know, Bryce Young? Now they're saying, oh, Bryce is too, too little to play quarterback at Alabama, too small. You can't have it both ways. I'm telling you. And, and I still believe it's going to take a few games for this offense to get clicking. But Bryce Young, you know, he's going to turn some heads this year. And, you know, I almost went – you know, a little set another section on this and saying that John Matthew would also be in the being the Heisman hunt as well. Hmm. Uh, I think them two is going to click early on, and now we that would have been a bold prediction, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I almost went there, but I went with Bryce, uh, because I, I just think there's a lot. I mean, honestly, I think there's a lot of pressure on both of them, but to, to me, Bryce, because he's got a lot to live up to. I mean, you've had Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, Tua and now Matt Jones, you know, uh, to fill in. So, ooh, next to Sean Watson. I like that. I love that. He, I, I think I, he's right. I, I like the, I like the, uh, he's kind of a mix of Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Yes. I really see both, both players and Bryce Young game, Bryce Young's game. So, mm-hmm. really good. Thanks, Richard, for, for chiming in there again. Yes. Uh, like I said, y'all, y'all follow Richard's lead. Uh, jump in the comment section. Tell us what you think about uh, Bryce Young and, and his chances of being a Heisman contender. You know, by the end of the season. Now, I do want to make a a side note. We got to rewind the clocks back a couple years. We had a fantastic true freshman running back. I got I got to pick on Jake for a minute. Yeah. A, a, a freshman five star running back coming in named Trey Sanders two years ago. And in Jake's bold predictions for that year, it was that Trey Sanders would win the Heisman Trophy as a true freshman. I was and high on him. He was, and, and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Trey Sanders didn't get to play a down his fr- true freshman year because of an injury in the preseason camp. So let's just hope the same does not hold true for Bryce Young. Of course, I'm just picking on Jake with that. I had to throw that in there, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited about Bryce Young. I I really mm-hmm. am. I I think he's got plenty of talent, plenty of arm, uh, and I I really believe that he has a chance to be the best quarterback. You know that we've had. You know that includes Tua. That includes Mac. I really believe that because you know we're going to get at least two years of him as a starter. Absolutely. And you know, God willing, he stays healthy and and performs mm-hmm. well and. You know, can move on to. I just realized I misspelled Bryce, by the way, on the graphic. <laughs> yeah, good, good old Burst Young. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something. But I was like, ah, I'll just let it fly. <laughs> See, I can't even make a good graphic, much oh. less share it on the live stream. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Just, just forget that part of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about Bryce Young. Um, I think he's he he's as good a quarterback as what Alabama's had, especially talent wise. He's got all the talent in the world, man. Uh, of course, he's not the biggest guy, but you know, neither is Russell Wilson, neither is Drew right. Brees. Uh, so neither is uh, Kyler Murray at, at uh, Arizona, who's tearing up the league. You know, two or two is barely six foot or so, six mm-hmm. foot, six one. So not the biggest guy in the world. So size is a little overrated. All I know is that dude can spin a football and he can put it, you know, he can drop it in a bucket. So yeah. that's thing, that's things you can't teach. One thing I want to say, speaking of Russell Wilson, and we're going to the NFL just for a second, but I guarantee Pete Carroll regrets not running at the two-yard oh, line with, with Marshall Lynch in that Super Bowl. I mean, I, I hate I hate that, you know, for them. But, you know, it's it's crazy. I always think about that from time to time. Hey, we got we got a question here in the comment from comment section from Richard. Ooh. Who backs up Bryce, Tyson or Miro? All right, well, I'm just going to give you a little bit of tidbits, the stuff, stuff I've been hearing this week. Uh, right now, Tyson would be number two. He's yeah. he's played really well all summer long in seven-on-seven seven from everything that I've heard, but so is Milro. But but Tyson obviously has, you know, some, some years of experience, you know, in the system, in the program at Alabama, so he's just a little bit ahead of Milro. 
especially, you know, throwing the ball. I mean, uh, Milrow is probably as good an athlete as there is on the entire roster, regardless of position. But, uh, you know, it takes a little more than that to play quarterback, especially, you know, in the SEC. So I think Milrow is going to be hard to keep off the field, even as a true freshman. But, as, you know, if Bryce happened to go down, I think it would be Paul Tyson, you know, at this moment. And it, it will get decided in fall camp. But at this moment, I would say that, that Paul Tyson would, you know, be the guy that took over if, if Bryce went down with an injury or something like that. Thanks yeah. for the question, Richard. Yeah, and and I agree, I agree Stacey. Uh, you know, uh, Tyson's been down there uh, a few years, and uh, he knows the playbook a little bit better than Milrow does. But maybe by the end of the year, it could be Milrow at second. Who knows? But, I mean, a lot of people is really high on Milrow as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how, how it plays out. Yeah, I think I think Milrow is pretty comparable to Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, but I will say this: I think that uh, right now Milrow may be a little ahead of what Jalen was uh, passing the ball at this point of Jalen's career. Uh, and and right. Jalen started as a true freshman at Alabama. He just yeah, and th- that's what I mean by it's going to be hard to keep Milrow off the field in some type of role. He's just he's just got too much talent, man. He's just mm-hmm. he's just too athletically athletically gifted to not play in some sort of role. But uh, as far as QB2, right now I think it's Paul Tyson. But but like I said, in fall camp, that's when it's really going to be decided. And speaking of yeah. fall camp, what are we, like six days away from that? I was so, say, yeah, it's close. Super, super excited for that. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that. That can't get here soon enough. Once that gets here, man, it's going to be around-the-clock news on, on Alabama football. And, that's of right. course, we're super excited about that. We're just going to move on to number two on Jake's list. As soon as I can get it pulled up here. This is for you, Danny. (laughs) All right. This is, yeah. Danny Howe, I hope you're watching. I don't know if you are. I hadn't even checked to see who's watching, but uh, Alabama's defense will statistically be better than the 2016 defense. All right, Jake, tell us, tell us your thoughts on this year's defense. You know, for, for starters, it took me forever to, to, to say, statistically because i cannot say it right so and i couldn't even spell it right it took me forever to figure it out but anyway i believe you know and that 26 uh team defense was amazing but i mean this defense is scary good i mean i on the back end especially that secondary i, I hadn't seen a secondary like that in a long time at alabama uh and then of course you have you know, the linebacker core that we have. And then we bring in Toto. I mean, what, what the mess? I mean, it's stat. And then of course we, I mean, all we talk about the defense from secondary to linebackers, but we still have, we, we have boys. I mean, we have men, grown men on the front line too. Philadelphia Mathis is one of them that, uh, you know, was at uh, SC media days. So, we have him. We still have uh, DJ Dale. We got Tim Smith, uh, Justin. Uh, what, yeah. And did you see his tweet the other day? No, I missed it. He said that that something to the effect that he's going to be better than he's ever been this year. So. I, yeah, a boy B is a guy that, that a lot of people were really high on coming out of high school, including myself. And mm-hmm. I thought that, and of course, man, I mean, what is he going to be a a, a true junior this year so i mean he's still technically a young guy i mean he Mm -hmm. he's only played two seasons of college football so there's plenty of ball to be played but uh i feel like he's a guy that could be a really special player and you know so it just takes some guys a little longer i mean not everybody i mean quentin williams didn't didn't play till he was a really a red shirt sophomore yeah and that's when he started making noise so it uh Mm -hmm. christian barmore Christian Barmore. He, exactly. he was he was a uh, either a redshirt sophomore or redshirt junior this past year, and you know that's really the first time that we got a full season of him. And you know he goes early there in the second round to the Patriots. So mm-hmm. a lot can change between one season to the next. And mm-hmm. Obogbe is a guy along that defensive line that I'm excited to see if if he's maybe taking that next step and uh, Really excited to see what he can do, along with a lot of the mother, you know, LeBron Ray. I hope he can stay healthy, man. He's a super talented guy. Yes. Hope he can stay healthy. Got a couple, got a couple comments here. Got to get to Richard Jones. Henry Toto will be a first team All American. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he has a great opportunity. I think both the inside linebackers have a great opportunity to be All Americans. Absolutely. Uh, what's crazy is I'm not sure that there's a team in the country 
that that has a good a pair of inside linebackers as Alabama, and then also a good a pair as outside linebackers as Alabama. I mean, on the inside you got Christian Harris and Henry Toa Toa, and then on the edge you got Will Anderson and Christopher Allen. So uh, just just an amazing here's, defense, man. Yeah, here's uh, the and, thing, Stace. Here's the thing. We have those guys as first-teamers. Think about who's behind them. They could be starting anywhere in the country as well. I mean, that's how deep it runs at Alabama debt-wise. Yep. J- Jake's wife has chimed in. I see y'all. Well, I'm glad no, that's my, that's my mom. Is it your mom? mom? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, we are in Alabama. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 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 I, I'm really excited about this defense. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that they have a chance to be special. Uh, the, the back end, pretty much everybody's back except for Patrick Sertan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the linebacker core is intact. The defensive line is intact aside from Christian Barmore. So mm-hmm. I want to say that album returns 14 of its top 16, uh, you know, players on the defensive side of the ball from last season. So That's uh, scary. <laughs> and plus we added Henry Toa Toa. So really special football team on that side of the ball. So really excited about that. Yep. Make sure you all jump in the comment section if you want to chime in, if you have any questions. Uh, like I said, we're going to keep this rolling. But anytime you have a question or a comment, I will make sure to post it on the screen and yes. you know answer to talk about it. We certainly appreciate everybody that's done that so far. And I think we're we've made it to the to the number one, haven't we, Jake? We have. And all right, so we're, we're special. Fishing, we're fishing to share it. Uh, Alabama will have two players rush for seven hundred and fifty yards or more this season. Talk about that, Jake. All right, so so before we even kind of really, I guess when is who, who are them two players going to be? I think it's going to be uh, Brian Robinson, of course, and Jason McClellan. Um, and I want to say that this is a bold prediction, my number one. But if you go back, my number three had Bryce Young in the Heisman conversation. So what I'm essentially saying is, I think our offense is going to be better than what people realize, and if we have two rushers over 750 yards this season, Bryce Young is in the Hobbit conversation, we're going to be at the next, next championship game. That's just simple <laughs> as that. So, anyway, that's how I feel about it. But I wasn't going to just come out here and say, Alabama's going to make the next championship game. You know, I'm just – this is how I'm going to tell you. But, honestly, I I think, you know, Brian Robinson, you know, a lot of people are kind of doubting him. I know a lot of people who's like, I don't – didn't really like him. But I love how hard he plays. I mean – he gets he goes through a hole. I mean, he's like a bulldozer, man. He's running over you if you're in his way, and he's going to drag you four or five yards down the field. You know, he's he's a big boy, and and McClellan started showing flashes last year of of how good he could be. Uh, now Williams may get on the field a little bit, and he'll probably have you know he may have 250, 300 yards as well. But I believe once Alabama gets their offense going, there's potential there for two players to have 750 yards rushing. Yeah, I I think there's a great opportunity for that. And, you know, there's been a lot of people kind of doubting Brian Robinson this offseason. And I I don't get it, man. I I went back just the other day just to just to make sure that I wasn't wrong about Mm -hmm. Brian Robinson. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong about Brian Robinson. I went back and watched watched last season's highlights. I mean, he he ran for almost 500 yards last year mm-hmm. in a very limited role because Najee was so dominant. Yeah, you could take him off the field, mm-hmm. and the passing game was so dominant. But uh, Brian Robinson, he's a really good football player, uh, and and I th- I think that he is going to have over a thousand yards this season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe around 1100 yards or so. You know, 15 touchdowns. But uh, the truth is, Alabama has several running backs that are more than capable. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would go as to say that B. Rob, Roy Dell, mm-hmm. Jace, Kamar Wheaton, they could all pretty much start for anybody else, yeah. you know, in, in the country. I mean, there's a, there's a few outliers there. Of course, you know, Auburn, they got Tank Bigsby. I mean, he's, he's as good a running back as there is in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Texas A&M has got a really solid running back, but I'm not sure I would trade. Uh, any of our guys for Isaiah Spiller, just personally, and, you know that that might be a little 
Bama bias on me, but I, I really feel like B Rob's gonna gonna surprise some people this uh this season. Got another comment here. We're gonna jump in real quick. Uh Rodell Williams will get some carries in big plays too. Three backs that will shake everybody up. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I I, I think yeah. the three main guys will be uh will be uh B. Rob, Roy, Roydale, and Jace McClellan. I do mm-hmm. think Kamar Wheaton will kind of get some some carries as well, especially later in games, kind of right. like Keelan Robinson did his his true freshman year a couple years back. So, uh, love the backfield and and you know Saban he don't really brag on on <laughs> the team a whole lot, but I went back and watched the spring game last week and he was really glowing about the running back room he was really excited about the running back room so if Saban's mm-hmm. excited about it then I ain't worried about that position group whatsoever uh if y'all got any questions or comments what, what do y'all think about Jake thinking that we'll have 750 yards two players that uh run for 750 yards or more this season uh just let us know on that uh see Ooh, good question here good question here I love que- y'all keep the questions rolling I'll go we'll go all night long if we have to that's right. Who will be the freshman that steps up at wide receiver behind Mechie and Bolden? Well, mm. I, I'll say this. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure it'll be a freshman. Uh Treshawn Holden has had a really good summer. He had a really good spring. Uh Jamison Williams, the transfer from Ohio State, uh, they, they say that his speed is elite, uh, especially over the top. But when you start talking about the freshman, uh, I'm going to start with a Jai Hall. I mean that that guy dominated yeah. a day, uh, but but I'm not sure we'll see a ton of freshmen. And people are forgetting about Javon Baker as well. I mean, yes. last preseason, and see this is this is part of what frustrates me, and and it's really the Alabama fan base more than any other fan base, and it's because we signed so many five star recruits. I mean that's just the truth, but we're always talking about the freshmen. And, of course, last preseason, all we talked about was Javon Baker. Dude, mm-hmm. I mean, he played a little, but not nothing major. Right. But now he's not even talked about anymore. It's all about the freshmen this year. Jai Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, Christian Leary, Jojo Leary. Earl. Yeah. That's all everybody's talking about. What about mm-hmm. Javon Baker, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a guy that could really make a play, make some plays this year alongside Treshawn Holden, who was another – four-star commit, you know, a four-star signee from from last class. So uh, I'm not sure a freshman will make a huge impact. If one does, I think it'll be a Jai Hall. I think Baker is going to be our ma- our matchy this year. That's just how – that's what I believe. I believe he has that, the potential. That, that, that's a good call. Yeah, I think he – and Holden could, could be that guy as well. I mean, I, you know, running back room is also set. Uh, you, you got – you got skill players. You got experience with uh, Bolden and uh, Mechie. And then, you know, a lot of people say, well, then there's question marks after that. Good question, Richard, but I, I think we're fine. But Baker, watch out for Baker and Holden. I, I think those two. And uh, the like you said, the Ohio State transfer. So yeah, Jamison Williams, I, I've heard he's done really well at Alabama this summer. So, mm-hmm. uh, but to me – what I'm looking forward to most on the offensive side of the ball is Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latou. Man, those two tight ends. <laughs> I mean, that's probably your best tight end, you know, group in the in the you know in the SEC, probably in the nation as well. I mean, they are legit guys. Well, I mean, what is the the toughest play to cover is the tight end in the middle of the field. Exactly. I mean, it's it's tough because mm-hmm. it's hard for, for for linebackers to match up with those guys. You can't put a mm-hmm. safety or corner on them because they're both six four, six five, and can jump and are athletic and have good hands. So, right. you put a linebacker on them, he can't keep up with them. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's just a mismatched nightmare. And so, and with Bill O'Brien. Having that NFL background, the NFL uses the tight end so well. Yes, uh, I, I think I think Bill O'Brien is foaming at the mouth with the with the potential that that Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latou have there at tight end. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, d- uh, yeah, Richard. Once again, in the comment section, d- double trouble with the tight ends. O'Brien yes. loves the tight ends. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Exactly right. He's mm-hmm. he's got that NFL background. He loves the tight ends, and, and Alabama's got two of the better ones in the country. And, you know, 
Cameron Latou, he's he's a guy who started out on defense at Alabama, made that transi- transition to the off- offensive side of the ball, and it's taken him a couple years, but he's finally there. And uh, he, he had the best spring probably out of anybody on the team. Every scrimmage, he caught a touchdown pass. Yeah. He caught a touchdown pass during A-Day. So, uh, yeah, double trouble tight end for sure, Richard. I, I'm excited about the tight end room. And, and you know, that, that makes it easier for, for not only for Bryce Young, Right, but it also makes it easier on the wide receiver room. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to have a third or a fourth guy step up there at wide receiver when you got two tight ends, you know, that are going to be hard enough to to cover. Well, I was going to say, I think it was the LSU game last year. Uh, they left Billingsley wide open across the middle. I mean, he caught a touchdown. It's like a forty or fifty yard touchdown pass, and I mean, and that was with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, who's a great mind it at offense but like you said bill o'brien he comes in now he loves tight ends i mean just think of some of the mismatches he's going to get you know against defenses with billingsley or the two this coming up season so he like you said he's foaming at the mouth of these guys yeah i got got another great comment here drew diarman hey drew what's up buddy i appreciate you joining in the key on the defensive line will be tim smith absolutely very disruptive if dale is a year healthier. The defensive line will be too deep. Nose tackle of Dale Smith, ends of a Boygby and Ray and Mathis and Young, zero drop off. You're exactly I right. Agree. I mean, there's, there's, those guys are all interchangeable. Uh, if Dale is healthy, huge. And Smith, if he's, if he continues to develop, uh, he, he's, he's a very disruptive defensive tackle. And uh, that's exactly right, Drew. Jerry uh, Armand, make sure you catch him on 97.7 ESPN mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, I think 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. with Scott Tyson there on ESPN Radio. So appreciate Jerry listening and watching and uh, chiming in in the conversation. I was hey, going yeah, to Joe, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, he said, don't forget JoJo Earl. That's exactly yeah, right. Dude. right. Legit speed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Legit speed. Uh, I, oh. I hate I hate making player comparisons because <laughs> if I ever say he reminds me of this player, if he don't turn out to be that guy, they're going to be like, well, you said he was going to be the next blah, blah. I know. He yeah. reminds me of Jalen Waddle, man. He's 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 electrifying, electrifying. Yep. Uh, I was going to go back to um, his, his previous comment about the defensive tackle or defensive line situation. Uh, I have said that I believe by the end of the year, Tim Smith probably would take over that nose tackle position just for the fact I, – I think DJ DJ Dell can get it done, and I hope he does. I hope that there's that pressure on him this year, you know, that he's got somebody like Tim Smith coming up behind him and say, look, I'm going to take your position if you don't – you know, if you don't get in there, mate, and do what you're supposed to do. Because Tim Smith is very disruptive. And a couple of times I've seen, you know, he played last year. It seemed like he was in the backfield every play, you know. So, I think – Yeah, who was it last year? Was it Mississippi State when he, like – just completely destroyed the the running back. I think guy. so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a good. This is a pretty good breakdown of the wide receiver room. This is why Drew was one of the best in the business. Wide receiver room, not as freakish with four first rounders. Yeah, like yeah, like Rugs mm-hmm. and Judy and Smitty and Waddle. Wow. But it could be deeper. Exactly. I mean, that, that's the truth. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's very deep. They all can play. It's just a matter of them getting on the field and, and making plays and having that opportunity. So, uh, couldn't agree more. That's that's a really good way to kind of encapsulate the wide receiver room, uh, you know, this fall. And super excited about all those guys. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the higher higher rated guys was Jacory Brooks, and you know, he 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 didn't get he didn't enroll early, so we didn't see him in eight eight. So. We'll just kind of see. Fall camp's going to answer a lot of questions. Yes, for sure. When we get to September 4th in that matchup with Miami, we're going to know a lot more than what we know right now. Uh, hey, I like that. Yep. Abs- Phil Mathis. Dude, first of all, if you have the name Fedarian, yes, that's- you better be a good – you better be a defensive lineman. That is like – that is a man's name, Fedarian. That sounds like a dinosaur name or something. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, Dude, yeah. he's a he's a really good player. And another guy on the defensive line that I, I don't think gets enough credit is Byron Young. Oh yeah. He, he's a pretty he's a pretty disruptive player in, mm-hmm. himself. And uh going back to kind of what Drew talked about with the defensive line, there's really no drop off, you know, with the first six guys. No. So 
really excited about the defensive line room and a uh, lot of good players there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we've been going nearly 40 minutes. There's still some people watching, still people jumping in the comment section. Make sure you jump in in there. We can talk a little bit about Oklahoma and Texas joining the uh, the SEC here in just a second if nobody mm-hmm. else has, you know, any more roster talk and, uh, you know, for this fall. And, of course, we're, we're going to be here leading all the way up to the season and then during the season talking about this team. Uh, you know, can they repeat as national champions? So a lot to talk about there. But we'll just kind of move on now to – to the kind of the news of the week around the, the country, and that's Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, hey, before we move that, one more question from, from Richard. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll let him in since he's been so uh, active in the chat. He said, prediction for the Miami game. Uh, I don't think Miami's going to be able to stop Alabama, and uh, I think Alabama's defense is too tough. Just without really thinking about it a whole lot, I'm going to say 38-17 Bama, just kind of a – just kind of a shot in the dark right there. Uh, it's going to be a route. Yeah. I, I don't – if if De'Eric King I, – I, you know, he's coming off an of ACL injury. So right. How health, how I know that's not the same as it was 10 years ago, but how healthy is that dude? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just kind of I see. Mean, but I, I feel good about Alabama's chances. I don't think they – they lost a lot on de- – they lost the their two ends on defense. Uh. I just, I just think Alabama's going to kind of have their way in that game. They still got Manny Diaz as their coach, so I think we're all right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Of course, last or whenever media days was, that's kind of when it really first started. Yeah, the chatter started. Richard Jones says forty-five ten Bama. We'll post it up. Wow. Right yeah. Hey. Yeah, I, route, dude, that route. wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise wouldn't me. But neither. But, but you know, neither would thirty-one seventeen. But it really not even being that close. That wouldn't surprise no. me either. But forty-five ten, take it every day of the week. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, the conversation started with Oklahoma and Texas there at uh, SEC Media Days. Uh, y'all get in the com- y'all get in the comment section by the way and tell us your thoughts on yes those two teams joining the conference and kind of what you think that means for the SEC and really the landscape around college football. But, Jake, just, of course, it broke SEC media days. Then it really just picked up steam from there. Yeah. They sent their request. It was uh, unanimous, unanimously decided, you know, SEC is like, of course, we want you. Why wouldn't we be dumb not to take you? Uh, my thoughts are different now than they were initially. But, Jake, have your thoughts changed any at all, you know, over the days? H- how do you feel about those two teams joining the conference? You know, I, I'm with you, brother. Uh, I've they've actually grown on me. You know, um, just every day we more we talk about it. I just got to thinking about some of the marquee matchups that could come out of them joining the conference. You know, um, you know we we could see I uh, on my show uh, Tuesday night, uh, Best of the West. Uh, me and uh, Stephen was talking about. Uh, I was telling him I would love to see Texas Steve Sharkeesian versus Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, you know, because the way they're kind of playing out is that they're they're going to be in the West with Ole Miss, Texas will be. So, you know, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, or not Texas, Oklahoma, but Texas and um, Arkansas is getting that rivalry back. So there's a lot of lot of old matchups that happened in the Big 12 that went te- when A&M moved, you know, you lost Texas and Texas A&M, so – that's coming back, but it has grown on me for the conference. Man, it's it's outstanding because the revenue that's supposed to be brought in. And, you know, now we was talking about it at work the other day. Essentially, bringing Texas and Oklahoma in more, more, you know, in the future, distant, in the near future for Oklahoma. But you could have potentially three SEC schools and the top and the 12, you know, team playoff potentially. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts initially was I really didn't care mm-hmm. because I mean, I like Alabama. I mean, that's, that's really <laughs> right. the only team that matters to me. Yeah. I mean, I love college football, but the team that matters to me is Alabama. That's right. why we have an Alabama podcast. But mm-hmm. as far as just an overall feel of it, of course, Greg Sankey couldn't turn him down. You know, no. they released the SEC released a statement that they were not actively searching 
for more participants in the SEC that Oklahoma and Texas had reached Texas had reached out. Um, so of course they had to, you know, see what could ha- what they could do to to make that happen. I mean, you're talking about two of the biggest brands in, in the whole sport Absolutely. outside of what they do, you know, outside of football. So, and yeah, here, here's Richard's comment. I think he's kind of kind of adding to that. He says everyone's talking about Oklahoma, Texas, and the football, of course. But good grief, mm-hmm. look at what they would do for our basketball programs, SEC softball is now off the chart yeah absolutely it's, it's not just about football of course football's king right but those two programs are elite in just about every sport just like alabama and, and the rest of the sec so it's a no-brainer to add those teams as far as what it, it first of all i do want to say this and why a&m is why whining about that their fans yeah. and all that bro you had nearly 10 years in this league, a 10-year head start on Texas. I don't yeah. want to hear your whining. No. I mean, you had you had nearly a decade uh, lead on, on Texas and joining the conference, and you still hadn't even won your division. So, <laughs> I mean, tough. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, and I do want to say this too. Oklahoma fans and Texas fans that think they're just going to walk in and own the SEC – and like yeah, a caller on Feinbaum said that, you know, the road to the SC championship runs through Austin, Texas now. Dude, you hadn't been relevant since Marcel Darius knocked the piss out of Colt McCoy. Right. I mean, I hate to be like that, but it's the truth. But if Colt wouldn't have got injured, just yeah, well, lost by 20. Grief, <laughs> I know it. But are you yeah, – Because Colt was playing safety and trying to tackle <laughs> – was tackling Ingram and, and Richardson in that game. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we threw the ball like ten times because yeah. they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, I, I agree with this. So good to see Texas and M playing again every year. I did. Yeah. I love those Thanksgiving games. Absolutely, especially, especially with A and M's classic uniforms, kind of like they wore this past year. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was such a fun game to watch on on ABC back in the day. Excited, excited to get those back. Now, yeah. of course, their contracts are not up for a few years, but I'm just telling you right now, they're going to be in the SEC next year. Oh, yeah, I think. I mean, I it's, think it's, the, ha- it's happening next year. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, because I asked Stephen this other night. I, was, I asked you now, Stace, but do you think this is the start of the super conferences they've been talking about for you know the last couple of years potentially happening? Because, you know, there was the rumor that only one person started and never gaining steam about Clemson, Florida State, Michigan, and Ohio State reaching out to the SEC, and there was no smoke there, really. So do you think that, you know, potentially it could it could happen in the future? Yeah. Here's my thing. I, I don't know how to feel about the Super Conferences, Mm-hmm. But I know how I feel about the NCAA. And you know, the NCAA has got to make some drastic changes on sure. how they govern college athletics, especially college football, or or they have to be gone. It's some, yeah. Something has to happen. Now, if, that, if that's super conferences, I don't know. If that's the NCAA getting their act together, maybe. Who knows? But it doesn't really affect me because, like I said, I, I, I love college football. I love the tradition. I love the pageantry. And I love Alabama. As long as Alabama's playing football, if they're playing between them two white lines, mm-hmm. you know, 53 yards wide and 100 yards long, <laughs> and I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it all the way. So, Absolutely. Uh, I've kind of – even though I'm a traditionalist, I don't really want a whole lot of change. I'm not crazy about – you know, we've talked about I'm not crazy about the transfer portal. It's more – it's free agency is what it is. Pretty much. Uh you know, the NIL, I'm happy for the players on that. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal in college. I think you're seeing one of the unintended consequences on the high school level. Yeah. You know, the number one quarterback, number one player in the country for, for this class is thinking about skipping his senior year. Why anybody would skip their senior year? I didn't get to play football my senior year, not by choice. So, mm-hmm. I, I would give anything to be able to do that. So, I mean, I just – and, of course, I'm not getting nearly a million dollars in endorsements either. So <laughs> <laughs> that, might, that might change things. There's a lot of change going on in college football. Uh, some of it's for the better. You know, I think adding Oklahoma and Texas is good. I mean, right. More money, man. More good games. 
Yes. But as far as the super conferences, I'm not sure how that works itself out. Uh, the Big 12 is in trouble. I mean, they no longer have the two teams that was keeping their conference afloat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear this crap that Iowa State has been relevant, dude. Jake, they don't they don't bring in enough money to no to support a volleyball team. So no. I just <laughs> and no. I hate to be like that toward Iowa State fans, uh, but it's just the truth. I mean, they're they're not Oklahoma or Texas, so no. I'm not sure what they're going to do. And they'll never there's, be. Yeah, there's there's all this talk about the ACC and other conferences joining together to make these super conferences. We'll kind of see how that happens, how, what happens there. I just, I try not to think about it uh, because there's already so much change happening with the transfer portal with yeah. NIL that it's hard enough to keep up with. Uh, so I'm just going to enjoy uh, the album of Crimson Tide and just kind of go from there. That's my thoughts on That's my feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to have Oklahoma and Texas. That's just, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, me too. Um, real quick before we hop off, I don't know if you're. It's about time to hop off, unless you know you want to stay on. If you, you know, if a yeah, we can go a few minutes. I just want to say, I just want to give a big congratulations to uh, Herb Jones and um, Josh Primo uh, for being being uh, drafted in the. Uh, what about Primo going twelfth overall? That's, wow, that's amazing! Two straight years of lottery picks. Yeah, and three and four years. Yeah, and probably have probably have some next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and um, so you know, Nate, Nate Oates is building a a juggernaut down there at at Alabama, and um, man, you know, you you get Texas Oklahoma in, you know, Texas just hired Chris Beard, so I mean, shoot, there's there's some marquee names now coaching wise in the SEC on through all sports just with this bring you know bringing it in so oh yeah <laughs> hey rich rich is right we we should probably you know give thanks to Iowa State for for beating Oklahoma State in 2011 to mm-hmm. to kind of catapult Alabama into that championship rematch uh with with LSU was that LSU or was so, that yeah. uh, was that the Notre Dame when I can't I think it was LSU yeah but, but uh, I I love their coach actually I can't yeah think he's a solid coach age. He is so. Uh, he's actually built that program from you know a a like six to seven win team, and now they're winning nine ten games a year. So I mean, he's he's done a lot there. Yeah, well, it was the LSU match yeah, rematch. That's Thank you, Richard's on top of it. Yeah, man, R- Richard, I appreciate you jumping in here tonight. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Richard yeah. said, "Go Cyclones." Well, <laughs> we were, yeah. I was screaming at that night. That's for sure. Absolutely, I'm, I believe that's ooh. been ten years ago now. It's crazy! My gosh! Wow, we've ne- I just realized we've went for nearly an hour. Hey, we're going to make it a a solid hour tonight before we yeah. hop off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, excited for for uh, Primo uh, going to San Antonio. Of course, Herb is reunited with Kyra Lewis there in New Orleans. That's and, huge uh, for them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, Petty picked up a, a contract with Detroit. Yeah, he's going to try. He's, he's going to play in the summer league and try to mm-hmm. work his way into a two-way contract. So, uh, best of luck to to John Petty on that. Uh, I, I'm really. I, it's surprising that somebody didn't go ahead and sign him as a as a two-way player. I, I'm assuming there has to be an injury concern, or I, I just can't see why somebody wouldn't pick him up in a two-way contract, or even him him get drafted there you know, late in the second round. So that, that really yeah. surprised me. Yeah. Uh, also, Alex Reese went, I think, overseas. Uh, yeah. And got got signed. So, uh, you know, talent, you know, it, it seemed like there was a lull there for several years of, you know, not really having, you know, just, we may have just one guy in. Now we got three or four guys going every year. So it's it's awesome. Don't we play? Yeah. Don't. Yeah, I think we, we do. Well, we play the Zags, and and we and yes, we do play Baylor this year as well. Man, oh man, hey, th- all this conference realignment stuff. I, I I'm willing to bet we no longer have the SEC Big Twelve Challenge in basketball right, yeah. with Oklahoma and Texas joining. There, the Big Twelve is probably pissed off at the SEC right now. Yeah, we may have to do big, you know, a- SEC ACC or something, you know. But yeah, uh, Nate Oates has front loaded that schedule. 
you know, uh, in the tournament because we got Baylor. We got, um, I think Kansas is in one of the tournaments that we play in, Gonzaga. So uh, I think Gonzaga is in Seattle. So it's kind of a neutral game. But, man, you know, Nate Oates wants the guys to get out there and start and, and start playing playing hard early. So, and you know, they, a lot of people was talking about that pin game a few years ago where we started out slow and lost, but I think he won't, he don't want that to happen again. So he wants to get some guys going, get the guys going early. Yeah. I'm trying to find, uh, the, uh, non-conference matchups for Alabama this year. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of look at that here in just a second. But yeah. I, I do know obviously that, that the Zags are there and that, that Baylor is there in the in the Big Twelve SEC challenge. Um I'm I'm upset that we didn't get I'm upset the entire conference schedule. I'm upset we didn't get to see the Zags this past year in the in the final four, but you know, there's a chance that we could see them again this year though. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get to pull up, man. It just ain't wanting to pull up for me. Richard once again says, "Alabama basketball future is so bright. They got to wear shades." Yeah, yeah. The the basketball team, Nate Oates has built a monster. And yeah, the recruiting is already. I, I thought that it would take him like three years to start recruiting at a high level, but he was recruiting no. at a high level right off the bat, day one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and a lot of people said he pretty much come in and stole JD uh, from Auburn. You know, so, but. um you know who knows, but I, I'm I'm excited to see what that team can do this year, man. That that guard, you know, the guard is <laughs> loaded down there uh, with uh, yeah. JQ, JD. We got Shaq, you know, who who is coming back, which is huge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, man, I mean, it, having your leading scorer come back is is awesome. But shoot, they're man, it's it's incredible the talent that's down there right now. And Alabama's yeah, always and, had and talent. Also, I'm having, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that uh, uh, we play Iona uh, in in the non conference right. as well in uh, in a tournament. I can't remember where the tournament's at, but it's mm-hmm. I think it's the tournament to kind of start the season. But yeah, uh, we play Iona there, uh, and I think that's the tournament that there's there's some other good teams in there. So. Is that the one that Kansas is in? I think. I think so. I think so. I'm having yeah. problems bringing up the schedule. It's my computer's kind of going haywire on me, but uh, yeah, it's but making we, you we go are, in and out on the screen. Yeah, we're uh, we're having storms here, so it's that might be mm-hmm. something to do with it. But yeah. uh, before we uh, head out, yeah, I think I think you're right. We play Houston as well. We're supposed to play them last year. Wow. And uh, and That's absolutely. Schedule. Best coach we've had since Swamp. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. No doubt Rich, about that. Richard, do you agree we got to pay the man? That, I mean, I, I've said that from day one. We've we got gave to him a contract. We've already gave him a contract extension. Well, he, he needs a lifetime extension to just be honest. And the blueprints for a new for a new mm-hmm. arena. <laughs> so. They either they either got to remodel Coleman or build mm-hmm. something new. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to bring the fans out. I mean, this is. The most excited I've been in a while for for Alabama hoops. To be you know, honest. that's what that's what sucked about last year is that had the mm-hmm. best team we've had in oh, shoot long time, and mm-hmm. the fans all the fans couldn't be there to witness it. But I know it. It is what it is. At least we had a season, and we had a great season at that. So yes, we did. Yeah, Richard says got to pay and got to upgrade. No yeah, doubt. Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent, Richard. All right, hey Richard, man, we appreciate you jumping in in the comments uh, as much as you did and give us a lot to talk about and a lot of your thoughts and appreciate that. Uh, yes. Before we go, just want to remind everybody to head on over to BetOnline.ag and that's where you can place your bets on the Olympics, uh, Major League Baseball, whatever it is, uh, futures, whether that's the NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl winner, Rookie of the Year, MVP. Whatever it is, you can go to betonline.ag. And, of course, they have that 24-hour casino that is always open for blackjack, poker, roulette, whatever you want to do there at betonline.ag. Richard, thanks. He said, enjoyed your show and look forward to the next one. I appreciate that, Richard. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll try to do more of these live shows, especially, especially since the season's getting close. We're super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to dive into there. And 
we went for nearly an hour. We're fixing to sign off now. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, whether you watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, you can find us. You know, just search the Tide Talk Podcast. Smash that subscribe button. Leave us a comment in the, in the comment section. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star written review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blackwood89, and our, our Twitter handle for our uh, podcast is at Tide Talk Pod. You can find us on Facebook, in, uh, not Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just about everywhere. Make sure you join our all-new Facebook group. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if, if you're in there already, make sure you invite friends that, that you think would be interested in that, even enemies if you think they're interested, <laughs> but uh, but make yeah. sure you give us all a follow. We certainly appreciate that. Jake, Jake, let them know how they can follow you at Jake Thomas TTS. All right, guys. Hey, we've been, we went for an hour. We certainly appreciate everybody that watched and, and listened and uh, you know, kind of plugged in there in the comment section. We had a great time. Hope Fun show, guys. Absolutely. Hey everybody, y'all take care. Roll tight. Roll tight.